I wish a motherfucker would Bobby be my name I'm about to run a train On this girl with all my boys And the name is Mary Jane Cause I burn big dope It's our 150th <laughs> season um, This is episode 2 2019 Of the Chillcast And I'm here with My co-host Matt Hello everyone Matt here Right on And I'm The counterpart to Matt Which is Kevin Jesus Christ Get the kinks out of the way uh, it's all right. Today it's we're joined by someone special to all of us, fellow member of the West Coast, Sean Dollarton. Sean, say what's up. Hey, Sean here, hailing from the Wales vagina. Uh, <laughs> just having a good old day. Surfed for my lunch break today. Jesus neighbor just Christ. neighbor just dabs me up because I delivered her a carrot cake. Life is good, but I'm also one in five, so life sucks. I hate that I'm on this cast right now. <laughs> Well, you've been the biggest proponent of the fact that it's it's only April, right? So, no reason to be worried. And uh, not yet. Uh, yeah, it feels shitty. I guess I'd be pissed if I was one in five. May's around the corner though, so uh, that's when teams fall off a cliff. That's my I fall off a cliff sound. It sounds pretty shitty though. <laughs> so, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our boy Dwayne who seems to have gotten his first big boy job offer Ooh, um, and potentially relocating to California um, to join us West Coasters. So, Matt. Kevin, can you remind us what Dwayne does? Does he, like, build, like, sex robots, or is it, like, something different? <laughs> I think he's – it's, like, an entry-level position that will eventually lead to him engineering sex robots, but you got to start right. at the bottom. That's, like, super complex oh. and – He's more like he's more likely to be like a test subject rather than actually developing them. Makes but, sense. No, uh, semiconductor research is the most that I know. Um, testing for defects in the manufacturing of semiconductors and processors. Kev, can you remind us what semiconductors are? Just kidding. We I, don't even. No, I don't know. Conduct some magnetic field to <laughs> process data. But Dwayne, congrats. Well-deserved. Thank God you're getting the hell out of Happy Valley. It's about time. And if you waited any longer, I think Adina would probably kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you have any advice for him as a, as a long-standing member of the adult world? Uh, yeah. Also a long-standing member of the tech community. Hashtag bless. Hashtag 420. What up? Um, <laughs> the adult world. I would just make sure to read Kevin Stewart's LinkedIn blog post from probably three and a half years ago about finances after college life. Um, I guess you set up with a nice bank account, um, really learn about 401k and your stock distribution and uh, make sure you have an emergency fund. But otherwise, just send it because now you're making money. All right. Wow. Thanks for the shout out for my shitty ass LinkedIn post. Basically, We could all find it. No problem. So if anyone has questions. It has good tips, but I didn't want to expand on it because then people are going to get pissed if they lose money. If I get into the investing side, so I'm out. For sure. But yeah, congrats, Dwayne. Um, Sean, wanted to yeah. catch up with you real quick because you had mentioned recently lost a ton of weight. I don't know if we've heard much from you since you've moved out to San Diego, probably because you're having such a good time. But what's going on with you? Dude, honestly, I've been to uh, eight Padres games this year. It's been good Jesus. to just watch unlimited amounts of baseball whenever I want because there's still not that many fans in the seats. Uh, tickets are still relatively cheap. Uh, surf a lot more. 
honestly, been off the schneid, all this Easter eating and a little bit of drinking, plus 200 pounds, man. <laughs> I've gained like six Fuck. pounds in like the last two, three weeks. So, all right. All right, well, damn, man. Um, need to surf a little more but luckily that's coming summer's coming up yeah we'll see. And, and yeah work's just really busy uh dell you know along with everyone's jobs you know are moving towards less and less field people and more remote work and project implementation work so job position's a little bit tra- uh, a little bit different gotcha and uh by the way kev that little blog post everyone should learn financial independence and uh big boy job so yeah investing totally. tips Totally agree. It could be. I mean, are we are we investing in Lyft, or can you not comment on that since it's technically insider trade? <laughs> yeah, I can't really comment, but like, I don't even have any advice. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster. I'll put it that way. I think the biggest wake up call for young Dwayne will be no longer finding two dollar Miller Lite, no longer finding ten dollar Miller Lite buckets, and no longer finding two dollar whatever bomb shot is around at a bar. So Matt, uh, that's my biggest like wake up call coming out here. I used to live next to a bar in Philadelphia that you could get the citywide for five bucks. And you get no, I live next to a bar that does that. So right there. And then it. moving out here, that would be seventeen dollars. It's just like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, so yeah, fuck. Dwayne's gonna miss uh, Happy Valley pricing. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't. I haven't seen a bomb drink since I left Penn State, so I don't know it's what he's going to do. It's too aggressive out here in California. You're not allowed to say bomb in a drink title. No. You know you know what else is pretty crazy? Um, speaking <laughs> of bombs, who leads the league in home runs right now? Or am I like, maybe I'm wrong on something. Is it Yelich? Uh, is got, it Yelich? He's got 13. I'm pretty sure Yelich is leading. <laughs> But, but we can talk two. about that's, the other that's guy. That's what I really meant to say. Number two, man. Oh, right, right. Yeah, go on. Yeah, the young Cody Bellinger. And I will say one more thing. What is pretty crazy, do you know who is tied for third place alongside young Chris Davis? Um, I'll give Gaio. you a hint. Gaio? Okay. It is a fellow L.A. Dodger tied for third. Wow. Is... Jock Peterson really has 10 home runs so far this season, and he's batting a cool 270 for number five in the overall batting standings. Jeez, I did not realize that he was hitting that well. Is he still platooned? Uh, he has 74 at-bats this season, and Bellinger has 85, so okay. I think he has overtaken any platoon that he is, uh, was once a part of. Wow, good shit. Pretty sure Fran has him, right? So, yeah, and uh, yikes, no yeah, pun intended. Yikes, yikes to the rest of his team. All right, let's, let's get into it. Glad to hear you're doing well, Sean. Thankful to have you on. Uh, we were talking a bit, a bit before we started about the the auction format, but I can just, I can just uh, give a quick overview. Not, not um, any lengthy thing. Tried to make the the easiest transition from our current keeper format to auction, and landed on each player being val- valued at probably the CBS's auction values next year. Um, so you have a budget of two sixty. I don't know why it's such a random number, but um, you know, whatever their their two thousand twenty value is, that's the price 
that they start at. You get a discount if you have keeper years on your player. So a a keeper with only one year left, they're valued at their market value. So a trout for 50 bucks. But if you have three keeper years, then you get 14 bucks off. It's a factor of the inflation cost. And take a look at the email um, to see like see more granular information. But that's just the brief overview. What are you guys' thoughts about this new auction, like finalized format? Um, are you excited? Are you worried? Is Jake going to stay in the league? Uh, I'll let Sean start, but I'll just say one thing to pre-start him. Um, I don't think Jake will stay in the league because he is kind of untrustworthy. Jake the Snake, some people call him. So I'm, <laughs> it's really too determined if he does stay. But um, Sean, what do you think about this uh, change? I think it's going to benefit everyone just for the fact that you can ultimately get the players you want to see on your team and if you want to spend a dollar to do so. Um, it changes a little bit of our strategy draft-wise, and I think it'll become a harsh reality in the first two years for people learning to balance out paying big bucks for five, seven players and then having a bunch of $1 bums and just trying to formulate you know, the up-and-coming players that are cheaper and... You know, it's still a, a good run of just finding young talent and just reliable vets that are not costly. Yeah, that's a good I, call. I think it uh, really puts everyone on a more even playing field in the sense that one of the biggest gripes I had with the previous format where it was a snake draft and really a lottery was that some teams would tank. I myself never tanked because I was always pretty much in the top. Uh, you know, I did lose to Alec two times in a row in the championship. Um, I fucking hate that. But that feels pretty bad. Yeah, what I'm getting at is that uh, now teams like Carl and Chris and JJ, like the worst couple teams, um, they really won't be tanking for real anymore. Like, they basically will because their teams are never good, but now like there's no incentive to tank so it's going to make everyone much more even heading into the draft and you know really kind of change the, the dynamics because if you're someone like carl who has a lot of cheap players that are uh somewhat young uh, they don't really have high auction values then you're going into potentially the next off season with a good core very cheap and then you could go after the trout the goldschmidt and Chris Davis, you know, right off the bat um, and not really feel the pressure of uh, a dwindling auction bank account. Sure. Nice. Yeah, I think it will it will largely influence keeper decisions even this year. Like Tatis Jr. probably getting kept if, if he like might not have in previous years since JJ's team is so stacked. That's just an example. So can I interject one thing about this? Uh, we're talking about the auction draft. How is it going to proceed? Are we going to do it Skype here with the board, or are we going to do it through an online GUI? I think online, I think online GUI. Okay. Well, actually, we were talking about, was it next year we were talking about, like, getting yeah. together in Denver? I mean, I really like that idea, and I prefer to do it live on a board comparing to have everyone having the online crutch. Yeah. I think you bring in your own pricing, your own gut, over just having some stupid pre-draft some writers. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it'd be just, we should all be present if we can. Agreed. Get a little boost up, you know what I'm saying? Also, uh, whatever else they have in Colorado, I'm not really sure. Alex and Sam, don't listen. Um, but one thing I think everyone should remember is with the auctions, it might be a little intimidating, but I'll run through 
five players right now real quick just to give everyone a sense of what the values actually go for and we'll go from there so we already know that trout is around 55 dollars, a top rated or top valued person um, if you go down the list maybe 10 spots down to someone like bryce harper he is dropping down to 34 dollars go down a little bit further to chris davis 28 dollars down a little further to ozuna 20 dollars and then two more Joey Votto was at $16, and if you looked at uh, Brian Dozier, he was at $10. So it does spread out pretty quickly. Um, you also have to do factor in pitchers that are very similar as well, but I think teams will take a year to really figure out the way to spend their budget wisely. Nice. Yeah, thanks. It's good. Yeah, it's tough with like a, a budget of 260 to get, get an idea of those valuations, so that helps. Um, we're going to do a segment where it's called what is Stein doing hosted by Stein, but he bailed tonight. Um, uh, not bailed. He just said that 9 PM East coast time is too late. So I respect that. But, he does have a kid. So pray for Stein. Yeah. Pray for Stein. But since he can't actually join, I'm going to run through another team who I think is, is getting a bit spicy and, uh, I just want to give Carl credit where credit is due because he was given an absolute dumpster fire of a team courtesy of Craig the fucking shit boy. I hate Craig, man. <laughs> so, like, he's got... I'm sure all he's thinking about, unless he sneaks into the playoffs, is who's who's he going to be keeping for next year? So he's got a couple young guys. He took Ozuna, who's raking so far. And one thing to call out is, like, his his prospects are pretty spicy i know he's been doing his research he's got senzel picked him up picked him up off the waiver last season and he's got kirillov on minnesota who i think is a little lesser known but he's risen up the ranks super fast and he's got a ton of spicy pitchers uh, marquez on colorado matthew boyd who's kind of come out of nowhere at least from my perspective um, and then took thor early montas which is a guy on oakland who's been ascending the ranks as of late, just based on what I've been looking at and just want to give him a shout out. Good stuff, Carl. I hope you can make it into the playoffs, but if not, you've done an impossible task in bringing this team into a, an acceptable state. Yeah. I think next year is the year Carl really asserts himself, uh, himself into the top. Um, if you go into next season with someone like a Noah Syndergaard, a Marquez, maybe an Albies, um, and then fill it in with any other two people on his roster, um, not not high-value people, which is great for him. Um, and as I said, that David Peralta just hit a triple. Um, but that should set him up to have a nice pool of money left over to spend where he wants to and you know, maybe three or four more pretty stud players, and Carl's going to be right up there with the best of them. So, props, Carl. Yeah, if I could just jump in there, uh, Matt, can you tabulate just what his total, like, just say he keeps, mm, just do his quick keeper valuation. You know what I mean? Just add up the total and see what that would chunk into his budget, which so, is like basically Albies and uh, Ozuna, uh, Marquez, Syndergaard, and I don't know, who do you guys think? you think Senzel just rips the cover off the ball and he keeps them? I do, yeah. So just, I think Senzel will stay up there. Would you mind uh, totaling that up? And just to compare it to like how expensive my roster is going to be with my crap keepers. Yes, 40 bucks so 
Strasbourg, sorry, not Strasbourg, uh, Syndergaard would be going for $16. Ozuna would be going for $20. 16 Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Marquez would be going for uh, about $8, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Albis would be going for $16. And then if you look at Senzel, um, he is not on the list yet, unfortunately, but I would imagine... He'll probably be around twelve to fifteen dollars, depending on how hard he mashes this year. But likely, probably closer to like eight dollars. So he's going to have the cheapest core, probably of anyone in the league, right? Uh, probably sixteen, thirty, uh, most, forty. Most of these yeah, guys. Yeah, he'll be under seventy. Because I think the reality for people, like I'm just trying to do a quick math in my head, is like my keepers that I want to keep on my team right now is probably going to be half my budget. Yeah. Yeah, and if Carl goes in with uh, a squad of five, you know, pretty good people that I we all just talked about. It's pretty good. If he keeps it under seventy dollars, so you look at someone else that would be keeping Mike Trout um, yep. with fifty-five dollars alone. And Carl, I would rather take five at seventy dollars that are really good versus Mike Trout plus uh, a fifty-dollar player in the name of let's just say Justin Turner. Yeah, important to note that since he drafted a lot of those guys this year. You know, they come at a huge discount, right? So right. with that in mind, he gets them for super cheap and, like, could almost have his full budget to actually draft. So he's, Agreed. he's looking pretty good. Good stuff, man. Next next section up here is legit or shit. So, Sean, you want to start okay. us off? This was picking a, picking a player from another team, not your own. Who you think has broken out early and let us know are they legit or are they going to fall off? I mean, I think this series and this week really comes up for it for uh, Michael Franco. I know it's a homer pick, but the number one homer in this league, Chris Stewie, uh, has stuck by his man all these years, and he's finally starting to rake. See if he can actually maintain it with he's in the fifth spot, but that just sounds like a lot more RBIs. And one cool thing that I think he actually remains in the top ten for third baseman all year is that he's the only third baseman right now in the top 20 that has more walks than strikeouts. The guy wow. finally has an eye. He's actually patient for once, and he's been just fucking ripping the ball. You know, he's still like Al Franco. He still pops up from time to time. I hope he just continues to mash. I didn't realize his play discipline improved that much. Usually strikeout rate um, stabilizes around this number of bats, like 80 to 100. So I think that's... 12 walks to 8Ks. Jesus, seriously. Yeah, he's doing great. That's impressive. Good call out. Like I said, he's going to be batting fifth now. So, like, that, I feel like the eighth hole, no pressure, was great for him. And now it's going to be like, all right, time to produce. And some guys don't always react that well to it. But hopefully it does. Good stuff. Matt, you got one? Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll, uh, I'll do a uh, legit and shit for a batter and pitcher. I don't mind. So to start, I'm going to do a shit. Um, and this one goes out to Fran's team. Yikes, again. Um, Alex Gordon, he is absolutely raking right now, um, hitting 317. OBP is right under 400 and slugging 580. Uh, his three-year average is closer to a 225, a 310 on base, and a 350 slugging percentage. So that is... 
greatly hyped up right now with his start so far. Great for Fran. He is going to tail off very, very fast, probably faster than uh, Craig first came when he first saw his pair of tits. But otherwise, um, I, I'm not buying it. One person I am buying, though, unfortunately, as much as I hate to compliment him, goes out to Alec. Shit. I think Pete Alonzo is going to stay pretty lethal. Um, and he... He just had a double for an RBI against the Phillies. So. Yeah, he. I don't think he's going to slow down. I think he's going to play 160 games this year, barring any injuries. Um, and I think he could finish north of 530 points pretty easily, um, which would put him in the likes and probably above someone like Jose Abreu pretty easily and right around Anthony Rizzo, if not slightly better. Now, let's go over to the pitchers. Uh, one person I'm definitely buying is Jose Barrios. Um, so, Sean, this one goes out to you. I think Barrios is too legit to quit. Um, last year, he had a 384 ERA with a 1.14 whip. Um, so far this year, he's at a 297 ERA with a 0.93 whip. Uh, he's on pace for just under 300 strikeouts. And I know he's only 24 years old, but he could likely put up a pretty intense season in terms of points and Minnesota looks okay. So I think he'll get some wins and we'll see where he goes with that. Then on to someone I am selling high on. Wow. You're really prepared. Good stuff. <laughs> Mike Miner. Um, Jake, just fucking sell him, man. Um, he is currently sitting at a 257 ERA with a 0.93 ERA, but his three-year average is closer to a 368 ERA. Um, his whip historically has been pretty good, actually, so I'm not discounting that, but he gives up a lot of home runs and has a high ERA, and Texas is not good. Right now, he's projected to get 16 wins, and I think that's going to be closer to around 11 tops. So I am not high on Mike Miner, even though I know the Phillies and the Mets are both interested in him in terms of a trade. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if he actually moves. I think Philly could use an extra, an extra arm. I don't have any faith in VV, but I prefer Koikel. Yeah, and uh, Koikel, I don't think he's going to pitch, like I mentioned. So, again, thank you, Fran, for that trade. I love Paddock. He's going to be lights out. So thank you for selling your future to get nothing. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm, I'm going to jump back in. Uh, I can't go negative really on anyone because I just didn't do my research. But in terms of seeing the product on the field live, uh, Tatis Jr. is probably going to have to be kept because the guy can just flat out play baseball. I got to see his first home run the other day and, Honestly, he's hit two doubles off the wall dead center with ease of Pecco, which means power will travel anywhere. And he just generally has good speed on the base pass. He's, I, I don't even know if he's been caught stealing yet, but I think he's up to four or five bags. And uh, 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty unreal. Do you and have. Yeah, Matt, I'll give it to you. Chris Paddock is fucking sick in person. He just yes. looks like an intimidating pitcher. Like, just straight up, I'm like, that guy is going to fuck people up. Dude, <laughs> he's got nasty stuff, man. I love it. Sean, I was you, trying to have a... trading him. Yeah, What's up? that was a good pickup. Do you have season tickets? I have a partial season plan, but I keep buying other games. So I'm up to, like, eight games so far, nine games. Nice. That sounds amazing. Do they have good 
deals on beer? Uh, so as a member, that's kind of what sold it. So a season ticket member lounge an hour and a half before first pitch, they have $5 beers. Wow. And a so stadium. It's four beers and yeah, it's a gorgeous stadium and a ton of hot girls. And what the it's actually f- a really, really bad place to be on a date with a girl because like you're trying not to do that meme where the guy's looking back like at the fucking most beautiful ass ever. And then yeah. you're with your girl and be like, I'm sorry, I have to look at that. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's just instinctual at that point. So it's really just, it's a great stadium. Um, I can't wait for the Phillies to come to town. I think y'all should just fucking fly out for it. That's my opinion. But, so uh, just have to draft there next year. Oh, man, just let's play Tory Pines and draft Sunset fucking Tory Pines after a round of golf and we're all shit-faced. That's the true way to do it. shitty all. at all. <laughs> yeah. I I wish that we could all make it out to the West Coast, but I think I'll say it if again. If they had a top golf in Denver, that would also be the easiest thing for everyone. It's cheapest to fly to Denver for everyone involved. Top yeah. golf is fucking hilarious and up in mile high because you can drive 400 yards. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, just I was, like was just going to repeat it. <clears throat> Denver for the draft next year. Let's make it happen. 100%. Reasonable flights for everyone. And it would just be the most fun the league's ever had moving on oh wait i didn't go i (laughs) my pick for legit is someone on Dwayne's team Dwayne still has him on the bench carlos rodon so this is a starting pitcher who's put up 80 points thus far he's being sat in favor of ja hap who has 13 points to his name across four starts so i i have to ask what is Dwayne doing? And he's probably caught up. He's probably been blacked out since he got his job offer. But, like, all Poor you got to do is it's two taps. And you, you slot in this guy who's been shitting in favor of J.A. fucking Hap. What's he's, – he's got a Adina at gunpoint. Like, I don't understand. But regardless of all that, J- Carlos Rodon, he, number one, he's built like a workhorse. He's a, he's a fairly hefty, tall dude. You know he's going to try to – Get those Jeez. innings in. Relax. <laughs> it's just a little husky. It's partial, <laughs> like partially a fetish. Besides that, I'm gonna pull up his stats real quick. You know, he's striking. He's striking out almost double what he was last year. Obviously, that's not gonna be sustained. But he's just missing bats. Um, Two point eight nine ERA. Uh, Alec will call out the three eight eight xFIP, which is an advanced stat that I don't really believe in. But I'm just go- going to ignore. Kind of what he's tossing out. Um, people just don't hit the ball well when they're up against him. His expected batting average, which is, you know, for all the, all the times that people make contact, how often should the ball get put in play? It's at 194, and expected slugging is 316. So he's, when people are making contact, which isn't very often, they're not getting a, a good hit on it. They're not barreling the ball like you would want when you're going for extra base hits, etc. So he's a guy kind of stood out to me i want to make a trade offer but i can't figure one out um and he's crushing it so far so Dwayne, just start him i guess next guy i'm gonna call out this is a shit boy alberto mondesi i'll say it again i don't think that having under 300 on base percentage is sustainable i know that he is one of the fastest dudes in the league the sprint speed standings just came out and he's top three top five you know, he's over 30 feet per second. He's super fast, and he's seven stolen bases with one caught stealing so far. Um, but I just 
I don't see how you can sustain elite production with a 298 on base percentage. Um, he's, he's not patient enough at the plate for me, and I'm not going to rely on a guy who could tweak an ankle. Um, all, all, all the value he really brings is in, is in his stolen bases. I think he'll drop to like around the top 15 or 15th ranked shortstop, and Alec will look for another option, probably with, with some bullshit trade later in the season. Sounds about right. Uh, he'll probably be offering uh, Alberto to me for probably Paddock, Bellinger, and maybe like uh, Flaherty. I could certainly see that. Speaking of Yoit, um, Chris Walker just hit another dinger, number seven of the year so far, and he has only played in 20 games so far. So he is slugging a cool 706, which is very sustainable. <laughs> Yeah, you got to love the early season stats. I think Yelich is slugging like 866 or something insane. What is Yelich's OPS right now? It's got to be just north of 1800, right? Oh my god, it is. Not 1800, no. He's uh 8 it's 16. Wow, he's over 1600. Shit. So, if he keeps up this up, does he uh sur- surpass um, what's this called? Uh, Trout for next year, number one. Most yes. Money. I don't. I don't think so because because Trout also has fifty pressure. home runs this year. You're not going to outbid for Yelich or Trout. Um. Because as of now, what's he going to get to? He's got what, fourteen, fifteen already. Yeah. yeah, he's got thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. He's on pace for ninety-one. Yeah, I don't know what I do. I, th- I think I still pick Trout just because Trout's always going to be that top five producer year in and year out, but Yelich seems like he's super legit. I don't know what to say about him. I'm pissed because I used to have him. I used to have him too, and then I sold him to Dwayne. So he's got, yeah, he's on pace for like 1,000 points, if it's not slugging. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand where the power came from. Like, he's not like... He's, he's not Eric Hosmer anymore. He's not hitting the ball on the ground. He's yeah. trying to fucking launch the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, last year he was 26 when he broke out, and maybe he just started to put on some more muscle that we don't really know. I read some pitcher list uh, article that was just about same exit velo and basically the same hitter as Eric Hosmer two years ago, and then just decided, you know, somewhere last year, it's like, I'm just going to start fucking swinging up for once. And love it. That's what to say. Good for him. Yeah, that's what's crazy because, like, usually people sell off for power. They take a hit to the walk, like, higher strikeouts, lower walk rates, but he's he's walked 16 times, struck out 15. So I think he's on roids. He's bit by some radioactive spider. I don't understand what's going on. 142 points. I can't even look at it anymore. We could play a quick fun game and see if either of you can name more than two players on the Miami Marlins. Yeah, I can. And anyone listening, do you want to do that? I I can. Yeah, Sean, go ahead. More than two pitchers. Uh, Yeah, Urena, then Richards, Caleb Smith. uh, Sit. Who else? Pablo I don't know, on the offensive side, though, I, I can't even name the guy who was on my team, Lewis Brinson. Is he even <laughs> on, on the outfield anymore? Technically, he is. 
Husky, come on, go ball. Fuck yeah. Sorry, home run Hoss. Really? All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We'll take those updates. Yeah, take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I can't name any uh, any hitter. Brian Anderson. Yep, Brian He's Anderson. Okay. Who? That guy. Curtis Granderson. Oh, you guys should know one of them. Alfaro. He might yep. catch her. Oh, God. <laughs> Alfaro is currently batting a 283 actually with six RBI. Yeah, it's just a catcher wasteland. I, honestly, before uh, what's his face got hurt for Kansas City, I was gonna reach for him again. Uh, what was his name? Um, South for the year. Grandal Perez. Perez. Salvador Perez. Yeah. Yeah, catcher sucks. I like Tortuga because he's just fun to watch. He doesn't play that much, though. The next section that we're going to cover is Arya's tits. So there's been kind of an uproar in the chat, um, I guess, after last night's episode of Game of Thrones, which I don't watch, but I do follow fuck, Kevin? via friends. And, <laughs> you know, apparently Arya dumped them out. <clears throat> uh, mixed reviews. Some people said it's CGI, which not CGI. Uh, some people feel very strongly about that, but yeah, I, I watched a clip. I'll I'll get my opinion after. Sean, what do you think? I think it was a tasteful scene. I think you know, growing up with an actress from when she was what ten or eleven when she started the show to seeing a twenty-two-year-old D D Rove in a scene is pretty like. It was very divisive for a lot of fans. Um, but I think it was well done. Who doesn't want to get laid before they get murdered by death? You oh, know, God. that's basically the premise of what happened. Kevin, she was like, I'm going to die tonight. I want to get laid. I don't want to die a virgin. It's a pretty, you know, admirable thing to be like, yeah, I'll do that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so basically when she takes her robe off after pinning a guy down, you just see this nicely tasteful side boob. And a lot of people are arguing, yeah, that's CGI, it's whatever. It's like, even if it's airbrushed over CGI, it's still the general outline of her boob. It's, she has probably full C's, and she's a cute, young, 22-year-old girl. So it's <laughs> awesome to see some fucking side boob. That, that is interesting. I, yeah, it's weird to think about that she was so young when she started the show. It's like if Hermione dumped her tits out in the Deathly Hallows, which I guess <laughs> nobody, nobody would be pissed about. So maybe it's not that weird. Matt, thoughts? CGI, how do they rank? Talk to me. Not CGI. Surprisingly huge. Surprisingly great. I want more of that content. Yeah, I guess from an outsider's perspective, yeah, like I, I'm looking at the clip now. I guess you, you get a little nip action, I, I believe. It's tough to tell. It's a, it's a, it's a jutting out group of pixels that doesn't follow the rest of the breast, right? So maybe that's that's the airbrushing, maybe that's a nip. And my initial take is, you know, pretty good. I, I wouldn't go into a full uproar, I wouldn't sprint to the urinal like Sean, um, but I don't, I don't have the same attachment to her as a character. And I, I think that's what it is. People are hyped. Um, See, Kev, you, without knowing the character, and <laughs> she's like, I don't know, man. She's uh, you need to watch the show. I don't want to spoil it for you, but she's a very important character to the story and the relationships that are evolving, you know, awkwardly throughout basically leading up to this final season. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just say next Sunday night will be 
probably the greatest hour and a half in television since I never watched it, but I would have to say the Sopranos like finale type of thing. I don't know what can compare with this type of hype and what is happening is it, right now. Is it more hype than see. Breaking Bad? For, in my opinion, yes. Kevin, Breaking Bad is an it, amazing It's going to be a longer battle scene than Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Helm's Deep. It's going to be a longer battle scene than that. Hmm. It just seems like they have so many ends to tie up and like... Is that no, true? I mean, I don't think everything, even with that long of a battle scene, it's still going to be another episode at Winterfell. Yeah. There's no way, in my mind, they just do it all in an hour and 20 minutes or an hour, whatever the hell the episode length is. Yeah, it just sucks because now I, I want to catch up for some reason, but I just can't catch up in time. So it's a bummer. My buddy uh, just started the series last Wednesday. And he is almost through season four. Yeah, I can't do that. No. I, I told you one episode a day a month ago, man. You would have been fine. Yeah, I strongly considered uh, watching at work, but um, I got to keep my job. And I so, and, and Gab's not into it, so I, I we, we know watch. who... Mm, who would be the equivalent of Jon Snow in the baseball world? I think we all agree that it would be Mike Trout. But who would be Tyrion Lannister, Sean? Tyrion Lannister? <laughs> Oof. I want to see a combo <laughs> of two players. <laughs> yeah, go on. Who likes to drink and say whatever the fuck they want? Um... Does it have to be an active player? <laughs> no. I I think Tyrion would be Kruk and um Kruk Altu- and Altuve combined. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's I like good. that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion, yeah, seems like the didn't have high expectations for him coming into the league or I guess when he's first introduced, but then super lovable guy. I didn't realize he liked to drink. Drinking fuck whores, Kev. Two of the funnest things you can ever do in your life. Fuck. I've been living my life very wrong. No, I, I've never fucked a work up. Don't worry. <laughs> right, right. I'll edit, I'll edit it out. If you want to tell me, go ahead. And we're back. Wow, Sean, I can't believe you did all that shit. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to ask, I thought we were going to have more Philly guys on here, but it's just Matt this time. Currently in Philly, I mean. Matt, what's it like living in Philly when Philly's just got Harper? You're going to games, dude. You're out there tailgating. I see you with Sansone. I know you're not hitting any J's, but you're probably up to other stuff. What's it like? How much more fun does it make the city? It honestly feels like if we were this age back in 2006, like they're still not there yet. But they are damn fun. And the games, I was at the game last week where they put up, what, 14 on the Mets? And then I was at the game where Harper hit his first home run that was right near me in the second deck of right field. And the crowd has been amazing every game so far. So it is really nice to be back to that. And you see people walking around in Philly stuff in the city again. And it's just, they're back. It's great. Yeah, that's dope. 
I haven't been to a Mariners game out here yet, but um, I got to go before they cool off. Um, but it won't be the same as seeing the Phils rocket. What's what's your go-to drink when you're in the stadium? What do they got there? Ooh. I switch between Molson because I know Fran loves Molson. I we drink that at Flyer games, but um, I've been doing a lot of just the Bud Lights, man. Just crushing the Tall Boy cans, you know, chilling. Sweet, yeah. Tall hey, Matt, I, I know I'm only a year removed, but uh, you obviously have experience with it. Are you upset about Shake Shack and no more getting sh- like shit faced at McFadden's, or you think that chapter is it was a good good to move on from the old style team? of getting drunk at McFadden's to now just getting burned. Uh, yeah, I don't love it. I mean, Shake Shack's fine, but McFadden's is like a staple there, so I don't know. I, I, I don't like it, I guess. Oh, they got rid of I mean, now that I didn't McFadden's know that. fading away to moving towards Xfinity, though, is nice, but it was nice having live music and that, like, multiple bar scene. Xfinity has been bumping too. Like uh, the past two games I went to, I think each time I went there, the, the Sixers might have been playing. Like each each time, um, and that whole area, like with Xfinity, man, like he's just getting better and better with these teams getting better. So it's great. And then Kev's favorite sport is getting an arena down there as well. So like it's gonna be even more lit. When is the eSport uh, arena gonna be completed? Probably another two years. I mean, it's, it's not big. It only holds, like, what, 3,500? So, big enough, but I don't think it'll take, like, years to build. Oh, man. That's it's pretty insane that they're building an esports arena in, like, in what I wouldn't consider to be, like, a tech city. Like, I can't even find a bar to go to to, like, watch, like, a Smash Bros. tournament or, like, any of the big... They don't have that, which is unreal to me. And Philly gets a esports arena. Like, that's just awesome. I would love to do that after work. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Kevin, I've told you, but the place right around the corner from me, like uh, the Philly Fusion play there. So I've like seen them there a bunch of times, like through the windows with like tons of people around, like cops, like for security. So I think they're just making their move down uh, to the big time. Yeah, if you watch the streams, like their production quality is through the roof. Like their jerseys are sick. They've They've done a really good job and it's just cool to see it being embraced. But... You know, I'm I'm bitter that there's nothing going on here. Maybe they have a can, team. Can I be uh, naive to it? Uh, what other than League of Legends and maybe Counter Strike? What other games are being played there? Like Fortnite or fucking? It's uh, Overwatch. The Overwatch Just League Overwatch. is huge. Okay. Yeah, like that that league makes the game like legit. I feel like if they didn't have that league for people to follow, it, it would have already fallen off in favor of Apex and whatever else. But um, yeah, I'm sure that they'll they'll host tournaments. Like, there's no other stadium like that. I feel like. Yeah, I think it'll probably be like the premier place outside of like, like the big time arenas for like a big championship. But who knows? Maybe they can uh, steal some of that thunder and spotlight away from like the MSGs and, and everything when the the big shows are around. But I don't know. Yeah, I could see it like partnering with Twitch, becoming the the main place for invitationals and things like that it's a good move and right next to xfinity is like unreal like yeah i haven't i haven't had the post work go to a game tailgate experience yet so carl let's make it happen i think that's that's all i had in terms of items to cover 
Um, you guys, you guys got anything else? Or are we good? I think I'm all squared away, Chief. I don't think I was very productive on your chill cast, Kev. I'll come better prepared next time. <laughs> no, dude, this is great. A little more, a little more upbeat too. All right. Well, this was stupendous, Kev. When is the next episode for our lovely viewers? Dude, I have no idea. Making one episode happen is like a lot of things got to line up, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been crazy. But I'm hoping to get it pretty regularly throughout the season, kind of track how things are going. Things are turning out how we wouldn't want so far, where Alec is dominating. Jake's up there, which is fun. But, um, you know, the good teams are already winning. And then there's Fran. And Yeah, Fran has the least... Anyway, I'm, I'm really thankful for you guys. You guys haven't lit my team up at all or eviscerated me yet for just planting flags that epically have just not flown very well. <laughs> Dude, it's early on. We're not the only gonna... one... I can actually take credit for it. It's just saying I think Jose Barrios and JJ did convince me of this last year. I looked at this guy pitch a bunch of games on um, MLB TV and just looks like a flat ace. Yeah. Yeah, him and Snell, like, Italian to an extent. It's just cool seeing these young guys come up and after a couple of bumps in the road, just, like, locking in and, like, um, transitioning to introduce new pitches, things like that. Um, it's... I can't imagine how cool it would be to be an MLB pitcher. But, no, we, we love the team. Glad to have you in the league, dude. Thanks for being on the show. Um, try to make another episode happen in the next couple of weeks. Write into chillcast.pod at gmail.com with questions. Um, haven't gotten any in a hot sec. guess, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's it. Catch you next time. See you, Matt. See you, Kev. See you, sirs. See you, sir. And uh, for anyone looking for a nice follow, follow Lieutenant Bryce Harper on Twitter. You might have some laughs. Sean, you got Good a song to fun. lead us out? Artist? Song? Yeah, Old Town Road what for you, JJ. Baby. Yeah, what are you bumping to these days? I don't know, man. If you watched, uh, watched Game of Thrones last night, there was a very beautiful ending to the episode where Podrick, or Tripod as he's commonly known, um, sang a very beautiful song. High in the halls of the kings who are gone, Jenny would dance with her ghosts. The ones she had lost and the ones she had found and the ones who had loved her the most. The ones who'd been gone for so very long. She couldn't remember the names They spun her around on the damp old stones Spun away all her sorrow and pain I am the hose of the kings who are gone Jenny would dance with her ghosts The ones she had lost and the ones she had found And the ones who had loved her the most The ones who'd been gone for so very long She couldn't remember their names They spun her around
Who had loved her the most? 